This is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we are returning to the Cerritos with the penultimate episode of the first season of Lower Decks, Crisis Point. This is the one where, after Mariner is sent to therapy by her mother for violating the Prime Directive on a peaceful planet, Boimler uses the holodeck to practice for an interview for the Captain's Advanced Diplomacy Workshop. He accesses a program he created of the Cerrito and its crew using the private logs of everyone on board. Still pissed at the Captain and realizing that the program is a perfect simulation, Mariner rewrites the program and turns it into an interactive movie called Crisis Point, The Rise of Vindicta, where she casts herself in the titular role and Tendi and Rutherford as two of her henchmen. Boimler begrudgingly goes along with the program in order to find out how to suck up to Captain Freeman as he joins the Cerritos crew of the movie and encounters the titular villain. The selenium rings are disrupting the sensors, Captain. I'm not detecting any Federation. Hold on. Enemy vessel decloaking! Raise shield! <laughs> like a rat to the bait, Freeman. Predictable as always. <laughs> Who is this marauder, Captain? I don't know. I am Vindicta. Vengeance personified. At last, Freeman. I will be bathe in your blood. Oh boy, somebody's really laying it on thick. Behold, my three henchmen of the of uh, the Vinpocalypse, Tendi, my savage warrior queen, who comes from a, a long line of thieving Orion pirates. <clears throat> yeah, nobody messes with Orions. I'll steal from anyone and never give it back. Theft! And, uh, Bionic 5. Half man meat, half robot meat. All pain. 100% pain. Tremble at the sight of the great Vindicta! And Shampoo! I'm Shampoo. I was supposed to be played by Boimler. Okay, come on. I don't sound like that. I love my captain, and I don't want to be doing this. All right, that's not too far off. You're posing as Starfleet. Why? Because I do what I want. Oh, you're a jerk, free man. You're nothing but a propped-up errand girl, blindly licking Starfleet's boot and begging for heel. Oh, Vindicta got your ass. Look, there's no need for theatrics, all right? I'm sure you're a reasonable... Shampoo got you tea, master. <laughs> this is coffee. You didn't have to do that. Are you out of your mind? Freeman, you disgust me. You're a coward who hides behind rank. You can't even appreciate your most valuable creative thinkers. I am Vindicta today you die. This Vindicta is all over the place. Hell is empty and all the devils are here. Our revels now are ended. Wait, is she quoting the Tempest? Hell is empty and all the devils are here. Hell is empty and all the Wait, devils are here. this is a recording. It's a distraction! Crisis Point is one of my favorite episodes of the first season of Lower Decks. From the extended sequence of the shuttle flying around the Cerritos and the crew looking awestruck and Billups crying over it, that's an obvious nod to Star Trek The Motion Picture, to a deep-cut reference to Zahn, the Vulcan character that was supposed to replace Leonard Nimoy in the Phase 2 sequel series that was supposed to go in the 70s before it got cancelled in favor of a big-budget film in the wake of Star Wars, to the obvious nods to both Wrath of Khan and The Undiscovered Country, with Vindicta, to the ship crashing 
in Search for Spock, Generations, Into Darkness, and Beyond, to the signatures of the cast being written as the credits, a la The Undiscovered Country, and the lens flares of the Kelvin Timeline films, this is Lower Decks' love letter to the Star Trek movies and the cinematic contributions to the franchise. And the commitment to the bit goes even further, with its aspect ratio change, scratches on the film reels, and cigarette burns. But the episode goes beyond that, and is a holodeck episode, a la Hollow Pursuits, where the holodeck acts as a window into a character's psyche, and not as something fun that then breaks down and tries to kill the cast. In this case, Beckett Mariner, as she wrestles with her complicated feelings and relationship with her mother, as well as her deep trauma that takes a dark turn when, as Vindicta, she boards the station and starts killing everyone. And while Rutherford is off on a side quest to tell Chief Engineer Andy Billups how awesome he is, Tendi finally puts her foot down and calls out Mariner on her racist casting and ultra-violent fantasy. Forkhead! Designation Explosive! Shax's earring! You have to wear it. Come here, come here. Uh, I don't know. Isn't there, like, religious significance? I mean, some of his ears still on it. Come on, dude! Orions are pirates! Pillaging's your whole thing! Okay, stop! It is not my whole thing. And for your information, many Orions haven't been pirates for over five years! Okay, sorry! Look, you can just be my generic warrior henchman. Come on! Come on, let's go torture the cat doctor! Like, really torture the hell out of her. Her name is Dr. Ta'ana! You're way too into this! This is messed up! It's a holodeck! It's not real! Come on, let me just take down the captain and then we can grab tacos. I don't want to watch you phaser the captain. Phaser? <laughs> oh, it's going to be way worse than that. Oh, I am out of here. Arch. Hey, come on. This isn't you. It is too. <laughs> And after crashing the ship and literally fighting with herself, Mariner realizes that therapy works and apologizes to her mother. As for Boimler, his invasion of privacy ends up biting him in the ass as he finds out in the program that Mariner is Captain Freeman's daughter, which up until that point was the big secret that the crew wasn't supposed to know. As for the rest of the episode, here we are introduced to one of my favorite side characters, Dr. Miglimo, who's voiced by Paul F. Tompkins. Being a huge BoJack Horseman fan, I immediately recognized his voice as the ship's counselor who used nonstop food references in his sessions. I just love him hearing sayings like, Carol, you're being a pineapple right now. And as for Shempo, who is named after a term Bruce Campbell coined in his If Chins Could Kill memoir in reference to a character that's a replacement for another actor, even though he is essentially an NPC that only exists to be killed off, I can't help but feel for him since I've been in similar situations where I've been let go at places I've worked at for either a few weeks or months. Rewatching the episode in 2023, it's interesting to see how the episode plays now after four years. We would get a sequel episode to this in season three with Crisis Point 2 Paradoxus as Boimler goes through his own existential crisis in the holodeck as he goes on a side quest to find the meaning of life and ends up chatting with Captain Sulu on Kirk's farm as seen in Generations, to which Sulu tells him, the horsey's going to bite you now. Like most sequels, it's an okay follow-up to the original. And after the season 4 episode, The Inner Fight, where we finally find out Mariner's backstory and her reluctance to move up in the ranks over not wanting to send her friends off to die, the psychology on display here, as she works through her issues, still kinda works, but you can tell that they were still trying to figure out Mariner as a character. 
For being a holodeck episode that acted as a window into our main character's psyche and deep issues, as well as being a love letter to the Star Trek films, Crisis Point is one of my favorite episodes of the first season. Join me tomorrow for when we jump ahead to season two with another favorite of mine that's just pure madcap. And if you'd like to get in contact with me, my email address is reginarodi at yahoo.com and I'm on Instagram at reginarodi and Luke Anand on Facebook. Live long and prosper, and also... Live well.